Dave, did you read the article I posted the other day? I or did. My, my commentary will call Felt it. Felt like there was uh, plenty of elements that a lot of people are thinking it may not have articulated so well. So it was a good post. Certainly yeah. generated a little bit of conversation. Yeah. Uh, for those that I guess aren't familiar with it, it was called uh, Hypocrites or Lies and Hypocrites. And look, some of it was self-reflection about, you know, who we criticize in the beer industry. But a lot of it was about marketing. Mm-hmm. And how about, you know, marketers in the beer industry are probably lying to us a lot more than you know, anyone else in the industry. We're not even marketers, but just the marketing aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, have a read of it. Anyway, who's our guest, by the way? Uh, we've got um, James Davidson, the uh, marketing guru at Bright Brewery. Oh, Welcome, great. James. here welcome everyone and uh let's formally welcome james from bright brewery thanks guys great to be here isn't it what a day what a spot yeah we're uh, in the botanic gardens in melbourne here uh kind of see the shrine of remembrance i can see a wall you can see a wall some Two trees steps. it's what 25 degrees maybe something like that i'm really appreciating being here in this weather because it's currently 40 degrees in bright Oof. and it has been for about the last week and yeah, it's going to be I'm for the next up, week i'm going up on <laughs> thursday for the five days over the long weekend and yes. when it was all like maybe a couple of weeks ago the forecast was like 22 and cloudy 26 and cloudy yeah. and then all of a sudden that changed to just, just mid 40 40 40 yeah. yeah the next week is going to be hot everywhere yeah right? that's a, a lot of good that's a good away. deduction and it's autumn autumn 2016 bloody hell yeah. Global warming. Hello, climate change. Um, and we're also drinking a delicious pale from, from Bright Brewery mm-hmm. that James has brought along. Uh, maybe we'll get into that in a second after we get some news. Uh, I guess the point of raising the pale was what a great beer to be drinking in the sunshine. Exactly. Right and you have to do the news at the top of the show because otherwise it'd be heresy. Yeah. 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 We need, there's a Nobody tunes in for news in the middle of a show. So I, I noted down, um, I've written down Pacific Pale Ale on the news. Uh, only because I was in the bottle shop today and I hadn't realised this, but uh, the Australian Brewing, or the Australia Brewery, whatever it is, yeah, the, they do the cans. Uh, they've got their pale ale is also called Pacific Pale Ale. Yeah, but is it though? It's got a little band on it. Yeah, it yeah. never was. So apparently, it's always been there. Well, ha- was it? Yeah, and I read. read I'm over pretty the sure it was called the Pale. Yeah, so but it's always apparently has going it? back to 2013 and had the Pacific. Right. Pale. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. So I don't know if they're involved in the lawsuit or, or if there's because there's a Pacific Pale Ale. Or Pacific Ale lawsuit mm-hmm. happening with Thunder Road. Thunder Road. So Wood. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It really is. I've been a bit um, out of the loop on that. Mm-hmm. E- who took who to court? Stonewood of, of Stonewood yeah. took. Have you seen okay. the Thunder Road new uh, range? Yes, I have. Yeah. I've seen it, and yeah, I'm aware that Thunder Road did uh, the Pacific Ale. Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't sure if uh, they had taken Stonewood to court for. Um, that wouldn't be surprising. Wanting to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wanting to lock that trade in them, that trademark in themselves. Yeah. Um, it's a funny thing, trademark in, in the beer industry. Speaking from the marketing side, uh, we've got our pinky frambois beer, and uh, we there's another brewery around, which I'm sure you guys all know and love, who have a Miss Pinky at the moment, mm. and we're not legacious. We're not going to stop them from using that, but we do have to think about. Well, we have been using pinky as a beer name for quite a time the last thing we want is someone to come along and go hey guys you can't use pinky because we're using it sure and yeah so it's it's the technicalities are behind it are uh, you know weird hopefully in the craft beer world or, or whatever we're going to call it now the good beer world everyone just gets on and be friends but uh yeah i reckon yeah, yeah. it's moving more and more towards places where that won't happen yeah it's uh, a shame. there'll be a bit more com- competition but do you know what the legality is around those trademarks like is there is it, uh, it is a pretty is it plausible for a, a beer style that appears to be pink to have a pinky name around it i, I think you'd struggle trademarking a color but I, mean, yeah. I think massive companies have in the States. I think it depends on your lawyer. And mm. I know nothing about IP law. I know enough that I've looked at enough IP and trademarks to kind of get how an, uh, you associate a word with a category. Yeah. Um, and therefore, you can really lock in your word to that category and how it's used for 
a beverage product or something. Uh, but yeah, something like Pinkies is fairly. It could go either way. I think yeah. you just and have the right lawyer. And it depends. Yeah, uh, we've seen Radler in New Zealand make a, you know, be trademarked, which, uh, you know, it's a beer style, so you wouldn't be able to get away with that in Germany. But because of the the understanding of beer styles at the time, whoever made that decision, you know, they might not be across that. So it's an interesting one, and and that kind of leads me on to my next one. Um, so Mornington Peninsula, who have just put out their... Um, oatmeal pale ale. Oatmeal pale, yeah. And that's got a... Had a can of that last night. Yeah, yeah it was good. Or Friday. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It's probably just not my style of beer. <laughs> but I don't think it's different from the... Because they've, they've made that before. Yeah. yeah. They haven't um, packaged it. Yeah. Um, it's the same, same beer. It's generally yeah. not what I expect from a pale ale because it's a really sort of full and smooth pale ale, but it's still got that bitter edge. So, mm. oh, I, I know, think it's, it's pretty like logically what it should be. Like, yeah. it's just a little bit more viscous and has a different mouthfeel, but it's still a pale ale. Yeah. Mm. So they've put on the can um, a a meme, basically. Angry Serial Guy, whatever Yeah, is, Angry yeah. Serial Guy, which is a, a sort of an internet comic character that's um, uh, been around the internet for a while now. I'll put a link to it if you're not familiar with it. But All of our listeners are from the internet, so yeah, they true. know exactly what's going well, on. What's yeah. interesting, uh, and I asked them about us on Twitter, because that's someone's character. Um, Do you know anything about it, though? Yeah, I looked it up. Um, it occurs through Google. And it's, a, it's a protected... I don't know if it's protected, right. but it doesn't. You don't need it to be no. basically. So oh no, but it's not something that's been given as a Creative Commons or anything like no, that, no, right? Okay. No. So, you know, the I it's my understanding, and they didn't reply to my tweet, which was just, did you guys cr- you know check with the artist because, and I, I kind of was being a smartass about that because I know they probably didn't, but also they can get in a lot of trouble for that because um, they're you know directly taking someone's art and then commercialising it. We all like um, drinking Mornington beers, so you wouldn't want to see them getting that. Sort yeah, of definitely. Yeah. Um, and that's you know we're talking about IP law, and that's a pretty cut and dry um, example of a clear breach. And it's probably probably nothing will come of it because you know. Oh, the I don't know. I think the artist is probably listening at the moment <laughs> and uh, might have a few things to say about it. Um, but one of the things with, with memes is lawyers have been pretty quick to realise that memes are, you know, shared pretty frequently, and and many people probably breach breach copyright on them or using them because people see them on the internet and think it's you know free-for-all so a lot of creators of, of memes uh now have you know a lawyer behind them or an agent so yeah it's a dangerous wow. thing i'm getting into the meme business yeah you yeah know? get into the meme <laughs> business. you know that was a business <laughs> you think about all the the bars the businesses the shops that use yep. internet means for their own marketing yep. and advertising yep. even if it's just social even if it's on facebook yeah that, and that's something that, that definitely came up in my research of that's a real gray area like yeah. if you're using it to advertise on facebook be really careful um if you're using it directly on a can you've you've breached like because it is kind of funny though because like the almost the purpose of the meme is for it to be picked up and modified by other people yeah, yeah. to exactly. convey yeah. different messages. Yes. Mm. Um, definitely muddy waters there, eh? Yeah, yeah. They've also used the meme incorrectly, but that's that's just a nerd thing right. that I have. Uh, anyway, interesting. Um, and I guess if uh, any breweries out there listening, be careful because... Just do your homework. Yeah. Did Hendo use a Thanks yes. Copton Obvious meme originally? Yep. Yeah. And that artist I know has... Um, I'm pretty sure she's made a lot of money off that, and wow, um, she's quite famous on the back of her comic. So I see that on T-shirts everywhere too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there's a lot of like you know low rent T-shirt shops. You know, you see them in the city, a small shop, and they're just printing meme T-shirts basically. Yeah. So, you know, that yeah, it happens, and it's definitely a trademark breach. Um, things like fair use and stuff just aren't covered by that at all, and fair use doesn't exist in Australia in, in that form. So. Yeah. Be careful. Look out. What a yep. world we live in. Isn't it a bit sad? <laughs> uh, also, if you're going to use someone else's art, check with <laughs> them. <laughs> like, I also think it's a bit shitty. Like, you know, someone created it's a pretty that. pretty reasonable yeah, thing it to do, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Someone's put their... Um, I, I, I get it a lot because uh, I live in a small town where uh, not a lot of business owners do photography at all, mm. but we all share a lot of, for example, the same... Uh, music artists that we have on um i take photos of the live music that happens at our venue and then i use that for all our social and and, uh advertising and then uh, i too often see my photos (laughs) repurposed by other businesses to advertise the same artist and i think that's just not cool like generally if they 
either acknowledge or, or ask first, that's fine. I'm, I'm more than happy for them. But if they just, just grab it and just use it without any acknowledging yeah. that what that I was working at the time and I put in my time and effort. Sure, I was just taking photos, but I was doing that on the job. And then, then I've um, taken it and, and not uh, made any contrib- contribution to that, that work that I've done. But I also think we've all probably... Um, yeah, we've all done it. We've, <laughs> all, we've all been in the circumstances where you've seen a beer menu and there's been a description of a beer and you thought, hang on a second, that looks familiar. And you realise they've lifted it from your own blog yeah, or anything I've like that. I've had a couple um, of times as well. We're, yeah. we're all guilty ourselves. We've all had a blog. Yeah. We've yeah. probably all used images on our blog. You know what? You might say we're all lies and hypocrites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, that thing... Yeah, None I'm, of us can say anything. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen bottle shops use my thing and yeah. I, I've, I contacted one of them and said, like, at Hello. least, can yeah. you at least put a link to my website? Yeah. And they end up doing it. But they Have you tried that beer? I have. And I had very similar thoughts to what you did. Yeah. Um, you should appreciate it, Luke. It's free advertising <laughs> and exposure for well, you. No, they hadn't even put like okay, I, yes, maybe they yeah. put the name of the site, but that wasn't even a link. I'm like, come no, on. No, mine had yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah, nothing at all. So what was Presented your zero. The restaurant yeah. was it? Restaurant uh, bottle list with that had the descriptions of the bottles and three or four of them. Obviously, they just done a Google search. Yeah, and my ones just came up and were suitable. God. And now that the people who really care are watermarking everything, and I just yeah, I don't have the time to. Yeah. Watermark. Watermark I know there's an app that ugly. can do it for yeah. you, but yeah, it, it detracts yeah. from the whole thing and it, it kind of makes it more commercial than I want it to be anyway. Mm. All right, let's move on from the heady world of copyright law. Uh, Pink Boots had their brew day yesterday uh, around Australia and the International Women's... Oh man, I should have written this down properly. Yeah. Um, IWBCD? Um, Sick, that sounds slick though. Yeah. Their big... Um, Sorry, it's the International Women's Collaboration Brew Day. Okay. So, IWCBD. Okay. That wasn't... So, that meant that's 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 yeah. pretty hard to remember. Uh, anyway, that's coming up as well. Uh, hopefully, I think it's March 8th. The date's today. That's got to be tom- tomorrow, today? I um, saw some Instagram photos of um, a, a bunch of the Tuesday. women Tuesday. Um, beer people uh, at White Rabbit yesterday. Yeah, so that was yesterday. So that was the Pink Boots one. Oh, that and was the International the Pink Boots Women's one. one's okay. a different one. Yep. Uh, I think there's something happening at the Wheaty. For that one? Yes. Uh, yeah, so there's a couple of them, and I, I know the Pink Boots are doing another brew day for their Gabs beer as well. Fine. So, um, yeah, if you know anyone that's, um, uh, I guess, any woman that are interested in beer and they're not sure about it, that's probably the perfect way to, to get them involved. Definitely. Because uh, they're really welcoming, that, that team. I know Emma went along to one thinking, you know, I know heaps about beer, I don't need to go to a tasting, and she came back and said, I loved it, it was great, had a great time. So, And not only um, welcoming, but they're just really diverse in themselves. You couldn't yep. get a more different bunch of people um, just in that group that gets together and do those things. So, yeah, Definitely. great example. Uh, speaking of brew days, there was the Australian International Beer Awards. Uh, oh, yeah, the collaboration brew Thunder day. Road with Feral. Was it Feral? Thunder Road, Boat Rocket. Boat Rocket, of course. And, God, Whoever this is terrible. Oh, Four Pints. Oh, right, okay. So that um, that beer is going to be, I think, more widely available than previous years. So, oh, uh, well. Because previous years, you, I think you could only get it at the awards. No, definitely not. Definitely no, no, not. They, they did. Table, uh, well, actually, <laughs> the ones that they did last year, Beyond the Power? No. Good by Three? Good by Three. And even it the one before that was available. Well, it, yeah. it was in BWS for a long time oh, afterwards. Right. I think it was one that was brewed at Feral. Yeah. Um, yeah, even the one that was at Two Brothers the year before that was yeah the collaborator yeah. or something. Yeah. No, it was called something like something about plenty, something plenty, land of plenty, land of plenty, land yeah. of plenty. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah, so where know. did they brew this year's boat rocker? Boat rocker. And that um, I think there's going to be a Gabs beer as well. So okay, uh, that's how they're going to get it. Which it has been for the last couple of years. Oh, has so it? Yes. Oh, geez, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, it's not really groundbreaking. But same old shit as last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> But Gabs is coming up, so get your tickets. Yeah, Gabs is definitely coming up. Um, we talk about Gabs so much. As you I should. It's a, I it's a lot I'll, of fun. I'll throw in my two cents that as, as a marketing person for a small brewery, uh, and he does a few events, like I did one yesterday. Gabs, still far and beyond the, the top of the tree of all uh, festivals that I've ever experienced in the Southern Hemisphere. And it uh, is amazing. The, the, the Just the thought, the effort and uh, passion that they put behind it is absolutely brilliant. Um, full disclosure, uh, I'm doing some work for Gabs this year, so if anyone thinks this is advertising, it's not. 
Well, it's anyway. not like targeted advertising. But yeah. we're saying <laughs> go to the thing because it's good, yeah. Uh, Brewdog released all their recipes. Uh, Homebrewers out there that I'm assuming everyone's heard about this, but you can get every Brewdog recipe ever, ever. Pretty cool, huh? Including end of history. 268 or whatever, or 16 or some, some 200 number. Yeah. Awesome. Spe- uh, in terms of marketing, it's a great move, and in terms of homebrewing, it's a fun way to do it. Yeah. I wonder what brought it about. Because I know that uh, a lot of the recipes are already out there, mm. just because of the amount of brewers that they have churned through yeah, yeah. Brewdog. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they've been quite. So I'm wondering if there's any sort of mitigation of um, the fact that, you know, let's just own it and claim. You know, let's put out there that our recipes are out there. Here they are, and it's it's no great secret. It yeah. could also just be. I mean, like they are genius marketers. So mm, yeah. if they if it was becoming a problem and they owned it and went this could also just be great marketing or this will also just be great marketing uh, let's just do it control, right. controlling the message yeah. I guess is the, the way to look at it and make you, I mean just bringing the spotlight on that sort of thing is pretty it can amazing. also be a great way to stop the whole argument of oh this beer's changed what's what's happened to it it's not like it used to be yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of the times it never has changed just no, your palate exactly. has changed yeah uh, you wouldn't want to do a good home batch of uh, jackhammer or something like that huh Barbarian Beer Cafe did you guys see this? Mm-mm. So they're the uh, notorious group for having busty ladies. Right. Um, they have so the, the Oktoberfest Yeah, and like they had an ad. And I don't know if it was on TV, but it was a video uh, on the YouTube at least of you know, a buxom lady running down a beach and a you know fat slobbery man ogling and all that kind of tedious bullshit. This um, was 1984. <laughs> this was last year, I think. Uh, and they've come out and said, we're changing all of advertising. We're not going to do that kind of shit anymore. Okay. Um, so they've got, now their campaigns feature a... Uh, an old man called Einstein, right? Uh, play on Stein. Play, you, you, Pre- you okay, so they've gone for the like intellectual sort of thing. Right. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, good on them, I guess. They want to kind of get. They're trying to get a slice of the crust. You know market. what? Just do it. Don't worry about telling me about it. Yeah, fair enough. At least igno- I guess they're acknowledging that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, media awards for the AIBAs are coming up as well, as well as the AIBAs. But if you are involved in the beer media in any way. Put in a put in a, an entry. I'll be judging it. So yeah, make sure. So if you can grease Luke with fifty dollars at some stage beforehand, you might get some consideration. Please, no one send me money. That's dodgy. <laughs> Wink. Get your media get your awards in. Do you know what date is the closing date? I don't know. I'll put a link up on the thing. Uh, last year, when I looked through all the the entrants because they were all sort of up there in the judging, mm-hmm. um, it didn't. There was a lot of people missing that I thought would normally enter. Right. So there wasn't as many as I thought. So yeah, get off your duff. Get off your duff, start to filter your best work out and yeah. submit it. I'd love to read them. And what's required? Give um, us a got quick a s- rundown you got to of submit what you do. five pieces of, of original work. I think they have to be edited down to a certain level, don't they? No, no, only podcasts. Oh, right, so podcasts okay. need to be, I think, 10 minutes at the most because I think what the first year they did it, they got submitted like... <laughs> Three-hour long podcast. Yeah, yeah, and they had five of them, so it's like no one has time for that. So, Which actually worked better because I think last year we submitted the podcast... It's a separate entity, and I was kind of already thinking we should just edit it down to like the, you know, the good stuff, not just us crapping on. Uh, and so they made that a requirement. But yeah, just submit your your blog posts or your news articles or anything you've done. Get some recognition. Yeah, definitely. And you, if you win, you get to go to an awards dinner and. Yeah, and Luke know. wouldn't read it normally, so just make him read your stuff. Yeah, you definitely no. Um, so educate Luke. Yeah, educate <laughs> me. Submissions. <laughs> Um, and we've got merchandise available. So exciting! We've got That's t-shirts. I saw hoodies. someone bought a t-shirt. Someone bought a t-shirt. We sold one t-shirt. I think we're selling a. Someone we may have sold a pillowcase. You can buy an ale of a time pillowcase now. Why wouldn't you want to? Oh, you'd be crazy not to, yeah. really. Uh, really, it's just kind of a Can't way. Can't wait to go to your house one day, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> see the ale of a time house. Just see the swine ale of a time. Yeah. Um, like it's for us. Hopefully, a way to recoup some costs of doing this. So yeah, maybe get us to Adelaide, perhaps, and yeah. record some things there without having to just shell out all of our money to go. Yeah, um, um, that'd be nice. And we will bring you more content. Don't you want more content? Definitely. And uh, the way I look at it, if you've listened to eight episodes, forty dollars for a t-shirt. That's five dollars an hour. Right. It's pretty good value. If you've listened to sixteen episodes, it's yeah, half that. Definitely. Uh, and we only get a few bucks out of that anyway. So. Anyway. Yeah. So get a few t-shirts then. Yeah, oh. please. Buy a t-shirt, buy a hoodie. Mm. So when it's cold... When you it's haven't got one pillow at home. You have a couple at least. So buy two family. pillowcases. 
Uh, and also we've got a, a toddler's tea. Dress up your toddler. Hmm. With the Megadeth Influence Craft Beer Podcast t-shirt. All right, let's uh, take a break here. I've got no more news. James. Hi. Tell us about Bright Brewery. Bright Brewery? What do you want to know about Bright Brewery? <laughs> Where is it? What is it? What do you do? Oh, yeah, those things. Sorry, I forgot that I'm talking to other people, not just you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I do this somewhere. Uh, yeah, so Bright Brewery, a small little brewery up in northeast Victoria, so about three and a half hours drive from Melbourne, uh, the base of the snow mountains. So we've got the Victorian Alps, which includes the uh, skiing resorts of Falls Creek and Hotham, uh, which are just a, a little further drive on from Bright. And we're a small town, probably about a population of 2,000, maybe 3,000 on a good day. Uh, but it swells to about 20,000 during the peak seasons of our summer and Easter, just because uh, everyone loves to come to Bright and, uh, and enjoy the uh, beautiful mountain time. So we, we are a tourist town. We're so you get more tourism in summer than you do in the ski season? Absolutely, wow. yeah. yeah. People come to Bright for the river, for the camping, um, and because that's the time when it's free and easy to go up the mountains. Skiing is a bit more of, it's a bit more restrictive. It's, um, there's a lot of costs involved in skiing. You have to pay for a, a car park, uh, you have to pay for accommodation and all that. And there's you just not as... You have to pay for a stupid amount of clothes. Yeah, to wear. and equipment. <laughs> you got to know how to ski. Uh, so... It's you know it's it's a very popular um, skiing destination, but it is a I guess a subculture essentially. So in winter it's cold and dark, and the short the days are short. Uh, so there's not as much to do just wandering around Bright. People will sort of pass through Bright and go straight to the mountains and stay on the mountains because everything you need these days is on the mountain, accommodation wise and entertainment wise. Uh, so during those colder months, we just really try and capture people as they come past and and back home but uh yeah summer and easter are the big times of year in bright and now coming into autumn is is one of the most popular because we get the really spectacular sort of autumn colors uh you know all the trees turn to many shades of golden brown and uh, a lot of people come and take photos oh this is the time of year that i go up every year so i'm about to go this week excited um and yeah it is unbelievable time of year to go i've heard i haven't been uh, and i've heard nothing but spectacular yeah, things about the great. scenery and uh, I, I really enjoy the beers, and we don't get them a heap in Melbourne. Um, maybe we'll touch on that in a second. Um, but do you want to tell us about the range? I know you've had a change in brewer about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, a little, little over a year ago. I think, oh, dates, dates meld into... How long is his beard? <laughs> it's still yeah. getting longer. Yeah. I, I looked photos, so we're talking about Ryan Tyak, our head brewer. Ex-Brewdog, which is kind of... Ex-Brewdog, nice. yeah. yeah. Started, started at Southern Bay. Before that, he was a, a test driver for uh, experimental vehicles at, at Ford and Holden, which is where he started his life as a mechanic. And uh, then he got into brewing and uh, ended up doing a few years in Brewdog and now is our head brewer at Bright Brewery. Uh, has been since 2014 when the uh, previous brewer John Selton left to join Hawkers. Uh, so yeah we've got our range that's part of being part of Bright Brewery since it started so it started 2006. Technically the business started in 2005 the same time around uh, Bridge Road started and quite a few other breweries started from Victoria uh, but t- as the actual building and and what you know is Bright Brewery now that was kicked off in uh, 2006 so it's coming up to our 10th anniversary and uh, we've got uh, I guess a core range of five beer which we call our mountain crafted range they're all beers that are named after local geographic features so we've got Hellfire which is an amber ale we've got Blowhard which is what we're drinking at the moment what's the geographic feature behind a volcano (laughs) Hellfire is Hellfire Gully so it's a bit of uh, backcountry skiing um, jaunt up in the mountains uh, Blowhard's named after Mount Blowhard, even though no one will go for that. So, uh, as as you n- pick up when you go to um, festivals, uh, it's all about it's all about the Blowhard. And what have we else? We've got Razor, which is named after Razorback Ridge, and that's a Belgian wit beer. Uh, Staircase Porter and Fainters Double, the uh, Fainters uh, Two Peaks um, on the mountain ranges. So, yeah, a lot of the surrounding. Well, I guess being in Bright, it's very much about the lifestyle. It's about um, 
having that sort of active life in the mountains and really enjoying uh, the outdoors lifestyle. And the guy who started it, Scott Brandon, so our, our owner, our boss um, and, and founder, uh, it's, the brand is really just an extension of him. Uh, he loves to mountain bike, he loves to ski, he likes all that sort of activity. Um, and so everything that's, that he loves to do and, and the reason why he moved to Bright and, and lived in Bright because he grew up in Morning Penin- Peninsula. If you've ever been to Red Hill Cheese, you know Red Hill Cheese, that's his parents. Um, but yeah, after a bit of city life, he moved to, to Bright to enjoy um, all that the outdoors in, in Bright has to offer. So that's that's a lot of what our brand is and what a lot of our beers are. Um, we've got some easier going beers because we are in a country regional town. We still need some, um, I guess, more um, easy going beers for the palate for, for your regular drinkers. So we've got a sort of a group of three. We've got Pilot, which is our low alcohol, just a 3%. We call it a session ale, but it's uh, yeah technically a mid-strength. So full flavoured. Still hop it up quite a bit. Are you still doing two versions of that? Or did no, you just the one. To, which so, one did you go with? Uh, we were actually in the middle. So what we did for a while, we wanted to sort of play around with Pilot. Because um, we originally called it a session. Well, before my time, it was called a session IPA. But I hate the word session IPA. I don't think it makes sense. So, um, it's a whole different podcast. Yeah, it's <laughs> all right. So I was, I was happy to go with session ale. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to give it a bit more of a... Uh, flavor profile so we did two versions one which was just with english hops and one which with just australian hops uh and what we ended up going was uh something that's bittered with english hops but got a, a flavor um an aroma with uh australian hops i think we're using topaz at the moment i think for those kind of mid-strength or, or low abv beers english bittering hops uh, work really well um i kind of think that people are missing Missing a bit of a trick, not using them as much as they, they might be able to. Yeah. Um, they don't have that harshness. That yeah, they're, they're more earthy and got a, more of a gentle, um, that, that sort of suits the body of a uh, lower alcohol beer. Uh, so we've got bright lager as well, which is you know traditional German style lager, nice, clean, unfiltered lager. It's goddamn uh, delicious though. It is, it's yeah. yeah. It's, it I'm not sure if I've ever tried it. I really, really yeah. like it, yeah. And it's by far our biggest selling beer. It's 30% of our production, basically. Um and I'll have definitely have to get you some because I know that there is a bit of a conversation around craft lagers at the moment, um, and it's it's far from a craft lager. It is just a lager, uh, but it is one of the best drinking lagers I've. But had. it's it's the same thing as when um, uh, last Gabs when Garage Project had beer, mm. which is just a pale lager. When it's made with good ingredients and without any compromising, it's delicious. Mm. It's a good, it's a really good beer. Yeah. Did I? Mention what the Moondog Gabs beer is? No. This year? Oh, I, I have. I think I don't think you mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. I, w- I won't give it away because, but it think that same vein. Yeah. Um, Something love tappy. No. No. Oh, no. Okay. Let's uh, watch that space. It's, it's a very yeah. interesting one. Uh, I probably can't say too much just at the moment, but yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the the thing with Bright Lager is it, it is a traditionally brewed lager, so it, no, it takes six weeks in the tank to condition, uh, and that's pretty harsh on a very small brewery you know especially if that's your volume seller as well yeah exactly and we do pretty much all our production goes over our own bar so uh the reason why you don't see a lot of bright brewery beers uh anywhere else is because 80 85 almost 90 percent of the beer that we make is sold directly across our own bar because we have that's awesome yeah we have a big big um, brewery restaurant and bar uh and it's quite high volume especially at the busy times and it is a, a great way to operate. It means you've got constant cash flow, and that's that's very good for the health of a business. And we have a lot of staff. We have a big team. Um, we're very strong in supporting the local economy of, of Bright. Uh, and so to be able to uh, yeah get beers out into Melbourne, it's really just a trickle. And it's really relying on the people who um, who order from us rather than us going to them. I'll get back to that a bit. I'll just keep going through the range. Uh, <laughs> We recently introduced Alpine Ale, so that's just, dare I say, Pacific Style Ale. No, I've never, <laughs> I've never called it a Pacific Style Ale. I call it Australian Ale because it is simply a uh, 4.4% beer. It's a single hop, so it's just Galaxy Hop, a uh, single malt, and it's really just a beer for it's Australia. very pale, very clean. Yeah, yep. and it's the beer that Ryan and I wanted uh, because we wanted your knockoff beer at the end of the day. And, you know, we had lager, um, which is, you know, a great beer, um, but we we wanted something on the ale side, and Blowhard's a fantastic beer, 
Uh, but for every day to, you know, have a pint of that at the end of the day, every day, uh, we wanted something just a bit of a step down, uh, and a bit easier going. So uh, we concocted Alpine Owl, and that has been super, super popular. And we're kind of hoping that it will um, take the place of Bright Lager because it Alpine Owl only takes three to four weeks to Definitely, brew. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a lot of tank space um, that if we're not brewing as much lager, uh, we can do more. So, yeah, we've got those three beers that sort of sit on their own. And then we do, you know, a bundle of, of uh, seasonals and one-offs when we can. Uh, it's kind of just a matter of if we can squeeze it in, we'll squeeze it in. But, yeah, we have some regular uh, seasonals we do, like the MIA APA, which is very popular with uh, the uh, craft beer-loving people of the city. You can say beer geeks. That's yeah, <laughs> beer, geeks, <laughs> beer snobs, beer wankers like myself. Uh, we have our Smoko Rauk beer, which is ever-evolving, and a few others. Uh, we've got a, a Stubborn Russian. Uh, ah, Stubborn Russian, of course. favourite of everybody. I really, Scout. really enjoy this year's version of it without having tasted it yet. Purely because... Yeah, you know what I mean. This oh. most recent yeah. vintage, um, purely because of the uh, local angle of it, all the ingredients. Yeah, being we're sourced. really lucky and bright that we've got some really excellent high-end producers. So we've got our own coffee roaster in Bright, uh, who used to roast coffee for Padre Coffee. Um, and Ooh, I like Padre Coffee. Yeah, yeah, and now he's set up his own roastery in Bright. And we've got some artisan chocolate makers in Bright who are, you know, real true-to-style uh chocolate makers that's one of the most fun shops to go and drop 50 bucks in yeah <laughs> bright chocolate go yeah. check them out so we got them two together and uh we we knew that you know a coffee chocolate imperial stout it, it's it's been done before stubborn russian also had already developed a pretty good um reputation mm. in the imperial stouts in yeah. victoria or australia so and it's um, something we do different every year which mm. is it's fun uh the previous year john had blended some with his stock ale which was a whiskey barrel aged fainters double i think um with a bit of uh brett in it and uh he blended stubborn russian with that so if you've got a 2013 2014 bottle of of stubborn russian you crack it now it probably souring quite nicely so um it could also go the wrong way but who <laughs> who knows part of the fun have you had one recently not of the that vintage um, so I don't think, did you get any day? Yeah, but I drank it too early. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bit of a sleeper agent I caught it in that. So that if anyone still does have any of that. I uh, think one quick comment on um, the uh, three or four, whatever it is, um, lower flavour profile beers that appeal to a lot of the locals. I think the other thing with that is it's about to go on like a rampage week of 40-odd degree days. Yep. I'm going to be up there hitting Alpine and Bright Lager hard myself because on a really hot day, you can't just sit and hit MIA and blow hard constantly. More than attitude, yeah. you can't. <laughs> and, so, you know, um, there's yeah, a no. lot of people that say, oh, we just brew it for the... Uh, the." And I, I know I was even saying it myself, that we brew it for the locals who don't drink craft beer, and I've got inverted commas going here. Uh, but seriously, Ryan and I, we, we a lot of time make it for ourselves. I don't so. doubt it because like, <laughs> it's that context of beer it's yeah. just, it works perfectly it right. is it suits the environment yeah. I was chatting to Jane from Two Birds uh, the other day and she was saying she gets quite a bit of criticism from, from beer geeks about you know uh, number Two Birds beer it's not going to be more than 5% but when you're at Two Birds Brewery drinking their they had a Pilsner on recently uh, like so a good limited yeah. release Enigma hopped Pilsner like all their beers are just stunning and fresh and so well made and she's like that's what I like to drink um, and I guess with, with them and, and you guys, you're not marketing it as, you know, there's that press release isn't coming out as, here's a refreshing summer ale yeah. that's going to change the Australian palate kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's just like, this is a beer that we want to drink. That's it. So we're going to make it genuinely in that mould. And the beers that we put out with just no fuss too, it's it's there. Um, the, the, the beers that we focus on are our mountain crafted beers, the ones that people are fa familiar with, the Hellfire, the Blowhard, the Razor, uh, the Whitbeer and the Porter. And... Uh, so they're the ones that we will push out along with our seasonals. Uh, but, we, you know, we're, we're so very much focused. We're a seven-day-a-week operation. You know, we've got a, a big venue that um, sucks up a lot of our, our time, energy, and resources. Uh, but we've had a really, really successful year. We've got a really good team on board at the moment, um, and we've sort of been developing the business to get it to a really stable, professional business. Um, and we're on the cusp of the next stage, which... No surprise to everyone is going to be a production level brewery um, somewhere else in Bright, and that's that will be a game changer of of so what kind you know of in Bright the, Brewery. Um, Stone and wood mold, where yeah, they've got there. 
absolutely. So, uh, you know, forever the, the home base of Bright Brewery will be the Bright Brewery that you know and know now as uh, the building and the venue and that that brewery will stay there. And hopefully what we're, you know, will will be the plan is that that will become the the fun beers that will become the the creative side of the beers and we'll have a, a slightly bigger facility um somewhere around the corner which is sourcing land at the moment and uh we'll be able to uh, produce more of the uh the beers to go to market and, and get out there because we've maxed out the space that we have we are quite a tiny space and we're using every inch of it uh for the restaurant and the brew house and we just don't have a big enough cool room. We just don't have a big enough anything for tanks. So Was that yep. part of the media release that you guys put out the other day? or that's No, so that's... Um, have we just got a scoop? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, that, that, look, that <laughs> it's happening. This, it. this pretty yeah. much is a scoop. Yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, we haven't... Uh, we, we certainly had the discussions locally about, about that this is being the next step. Uh, but yeah, we certainly haven't released any official It is cool because you mentioned about 85%, 90% goes over the bar, which yep. is just great. And it's part of the, one of the reasons why I love it. But um, everyone that we talk to knows Bright Brewery, mm. but not any people get access to or have drunk many Bright beers. But yep. in the area, it's legendary. Yeah. And that works in our favor a little bit because people come to us to get our beers. And that is brilliant i mean you couldn't ask for anything more than people coming to you to get the beer but also you like you assign an experience to drinking the beers yep. as well like, i don't think there's anything better than sitting out at the back bar looking into the valley of the mountains yeah. and drinking a bright beer it's just like yeah you got the river running past and yeah, yeah just beautiful i mean the one thing that we get commented about most uh from you know feedback from whether it's online reviews or just people over the bar it's about our location you know best location in you know for a brewery, it's just surrounded by greenery, by mountains, by river. It's uh, yeah, a, a great place to sit back, kick back, as I say, and enjoy. You may a have beer. picked up on my tone over the last forty odd minutes. <laughs> I am just getting myself excited about my upcoming holiday. That's all Itching. I'm doing. I cannot wait. So yeah. you're going for brighter days? Are you, or are you just? Well, I'm going just for time. That yeah, you're just there. like four years ago, we happened to be there for brighter days, and it was. I mean, it's fun. it's amazing, but like. Mm. It's a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, amazing. Yep. Like I don't know, you try and clamour for a selfie with Coxie. <laughs> I mean, so bright about days being a big charity event that comes into bright. And it's over bright. two nights. Yeah. This this time around. And Can't there's lots of live it. music and and festival type activities. It's all free and sort of open across the town. On the river, just yeah. a stroll from the brewery. Towns I like that do those kind of things. They're just so much fun. Yeah. The first local, time. Local I mean, like they. I mean, it's skyrocketed to the point where last year it was chocolate starfish, and this year it's Daryl Braithwaite. But <laughs> and, before and that, and again, and uh, screaming. Uh, jets? Some other. No, I don't think. No. Screaming, screaming, jets, screaming something. Screaming oh. Eagles screaming are the Eagles. band that they were the headliners the first year oh, that I okay, went. Yep. And they're just locals who get up yeah. and play these like really fun, amazing covers of songs. Uh, and then, I mean, now we've got to suffer through, we have to go riding on the horses this year. But we, had, we had some pretty amazing around, events huh? in Bright. There's always something happening, which is great. There's always something to keep you on your toes. And but do. also that weekend, they have the um, the hot rods, all the oh, yeah, classic yep. cars and yep. stuff like that. So Everyone loves looking at a hot rod. Too right. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just pumped. Interesting crowd at the hot rods. Isn't but yeah, it? yeah. It's, it's an amazing time to just see the effort that gets put into some <laughs> of those machines. So, let's get back on track to beer. Uh, I really derailed that, didn't I? Yeah. <sighs> no, you're fine. I, a lot of those bands, I'm just like, I don't know if they're bands or he's just saying words. <laughs> Not being Australian. You haven't heard of the Screaming Eagles? <laughs> no. Uh, Dale Braithwaite? <laughs> I know he's a person. I don't know, really know what he does. Uh, you've been drunk one night and you've sung horses as loud as you can. I'll tell you. I promise I you must that's have happened. happened to your yeah. life. Never heard of that song. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'll, I'll go away and listen to it afterwards. <laughs> tell us about the Solar Initiative, the big new initiative from you guys. Yeah, so again, um, a lot of what Bright Brewery is, is, is Scott Brandon, and he's uh, very, very passionate about about sustainability and, and having a small um, footprint. And it's that's got a lot to do with the environment in Bright. The, the environment in Bright is what brings people to Bright. It's, it's the, uh, you know, that sort of mountain lifestyle. It's the air, it's the water, um, and it's just, yeah, the fantastic um, scenery that you get up there. So... We've sort of made a commitment that we're going to be as carbon neutral as possible in a brewery um, going forward. And, you know, that's certainly not the first thing, not the first brewery to do that. There's there's plenty of breweries around Australia that um, are using solar um, and have really good sustainable programs. Um, 
but we're also calling on the industry to work together on that as, as an industry as a whole. So we've put as many solar panels on our roof as we can fit, um, and that's giving us enough electricity to cover all our brewing operations. Um, there's obviously, obviously a lot of other electricity that we need to use running a venue and a kitchen, uh, and we also need a lot of gas to support the boiling of work because you can't heat <laughs> you can't heat a, a boil with with electricity unless you're going to um use all the solar panels in Australia at once. Uh, so, you know, there's still a lot to be done, but um, it's very much uh, an important thing for us to uh, be as low impact on the environment as possible. Um, and so w if we, you know, go towards the production brewery, we're going to be looking at doing that as carbon neutral as possible, uh, right down through, you know, uh, heat production and heat capture and reuse and yeah, you know if you do that um, if you plan that into the construction yeah you really get some really and uh, it makes a lot because solar is quite a, a simple step you know it's really easy to get solar panels on your roof um, and they it's very smart technology these days it's the the efficiency and and the way I mean we've got a system that's very adaptable so if we ever do change the building it's completely easy just to change it with however the building changes so yeah that's um that's giving us a whole new sort of uh, a kick uh, towards that sustainability initiative and we've um, approached the CBIA so the craft beer industry association to, to have sustainability on the agenda um, and so that's now going to play a, a role at the craft brewers conference this year which we're really excited about awesome so you guys because uh, they have presenters and stuff on that is that going to be yeah so presented we're by anyone uh, yeah, well, we're going to have a panel session to start with, um, and yes, Scott's going to lead that, um, and we're going to have a, a few of the other, um, hopefully Stone and Wood and um, James from the Good Beer Co, um, oh, yeah. who does a lot of work with breweries on their sustainability. Wait, are they, remind me who they are, are they the one that's doing the, the Great Barrier Reef beer? Yes, okay. correct, yeah. yes. Uh, and we're hoping to generate a discussion that's going to lead to uh, either a working party or, or some um, form of uh, commitment to, one, recognise the breweries that have sustainability um, as part of what they do, um, but two, just to help the other breweries who are interested in it but don't know where to start or you know don't know what they can do. The other thing is we really need the brewing, the craft brewing industry, when I say craft, I say small brewing industry, to find some innovative ways to replace gas, basically. So um, what what is out there, because there's actually a lot of European um, breweries, and Ben Krauss was talking about Trappist breweries who have some um, incredible uh, sustainability measures, uh, but you can never get to see them because they're in monasteries and they won't show you. Uh, so... Maybe they're just telling you they've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hypocrites and liars. But uh, <laughs> the marketing of those monks. Uh, so yeah, we're we're really keen to be able to work, uh, collaborate with the industry on ways that we can uh, reduce the reliance on on gas. And uh, I think that's something that's going to only happen when the industry as a whole works on it together, because no one's going to going to achieve that especially because we're all small business owners and uh it's not something that we really have a lot of time to commit to with the innovation of so and yeah. even the, the more people looking at that the more it saves costs as exactly. well exactly yeah. the, the massive one you yeah know, and even if it's just sharing of ideas yeah, of, yeah. of getting that around i mean it's in, it's incredible that now we do have this uh, craft brewers conference in australia that all the craft brewers are getting together and doing this professional development once a year. It's it's an amazing thing. I went for the first time last year and, uh, you know, I I, I was delighted because I've been a lot to a lot of scientific conferences in my previous life um, working in science and, you know, a lot of them are... <laughs> A lot of them are questionable about what their objectives are, but um, in the end, you get so much out of it just through that networking, um, having everyone in the same place. And it's mostly at the conference, everyone's not drinking, whereas you go to beer festivals and beer events, you have great ideas and great co networking conversations, but a lot of it gets a bit washed away by the fact that uh, there is alcohol yeah, involved. Because it was a good idea at 2 a.m. <laughs> it's a good idea, yeah. I went along to that last year for like really briefly, for like half a day. I think I caught one or two sessions, and as someone that's not really in the industry in, in that sense, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought they they nailed the tone of the the conference mm. in terms of they had two side by side things, and you know, one would be about um, yeah, they have a brewing operation side and a sales and marketing yeah, side yeah. or and business running. So side, either yeah. side, there was something interesting. You know, you had Rudy from oh not Rudy, sorry, Philippe from Rodenbach. 
um, you know, talking about Rodenbach and this hour program and things like that. So even as just a, a dork, it was a, a really great, interesting experience. And then obviously all the, the stands and there was, you know, it, it's kind of something that I don't, I don't see the inside of the industry as much as, as I don't know, some people there, but mm. so it's really good to get that insight and, and sort of learn about what they're learning about as well. If yeah, if you're interested in the brewing industry, get get some tickets and come mm. along because it is fantastic insight. And up in Brisbane this year? Yeah, up in Brisbane. That's going to be fun. So we're looking forward to. So I think it's the second last week of July, about twenty somethings of July. Uh, pop on to the Australian Craft Brewing Conference website. I think it's through the CBIA, the Craft Beer Australia uh, website, and you can find all about it there. Uh, what else is happening? I was going to go back on the um, the solar program. Uh, with I read the release and I read your website and the information about it. I saw the flyover video, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Was there a, was there any battery elements involved not yet. with this? So batteries are not really at the level uh, yeah. for commercial. Of course, use. it's pretty much um, cutting edge at yeah, the moment. Batteries yeah. are are here for home, definitely. Um, so we're very keen to get on to um, batteries. Because I was just thinking that, that like the w- where the brewery is positioned. You probably won't utilize all your panels, all obviously not all year round, but all summer round, and I guess during the colder months, yeah, uh, it, it'll be a much lower generation. So um, really yeah, yeah, and that's that's with any solar. I mean, we've got we've got a difficult roof. We've got a shaded and and it's all different angles and shapes. Uh, so it's it's. You know, we're doing the best with what we can mm. capture um, and we've got a really good system that's, it's all micro inverters. So every panel is its own operating panel. So it doesn't matter that if it's not in a sequence. So if one panel's not operating, the whole thing's not generating. So it, each panel is its own, um, uh, its own generation, has its own generation. And yeah, uh, mostly we are using what we generate, but... And I also imagine during, um, like in your bar and restaurant, uh, you... We'll get a lot more traffic around summer when you're doing the most uh, electricity. That's generation. it. Oh, we have so got aircon yeah. in there now, so you know that will uh, cool. That's going to make a massive impact. But uh, yeah, look, batteries are going to be a game changer. Solar solar um, storage batteries are massive game changer. They're almost here. Um, they're already getting ready for for um, residential life. So I think if you're not looking at just the whole energy. Um, business is going to change completely too with the way renewables are becoming accessible and the control that you get over your not only your energy generation but your energy use and how you can monitor that and analyze it if you're not looking at at things like solar at the moment you're probably going to find yourself living in a really different energy market world uh just because i think there's a lot of big players in uh traditional energy markets that are going to change how it operates so that they can keep you um, buying power they're from the gonna, grid. They're not going to want less money. Completely yeah, so. speculative. I know nothing about this. This is just what I've learned well, from... That's my nine-to-five job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah how oh, much, how much can you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, batteries are going to be a massive game changer. But knowing uh, your history and working in the science industry and your uh, nine-to-five job, I'm going to hit this conversation off before we end up going too deep into the well of um, (laughs) science and batteries and energy um so what what are we going to expect from bright uh say as a drinker in the next year in terms of stubborn russian mia all of that stuff is it going to be different it's going to be the same yeah no we're going to do so going to do another new stubborn russian uh we just discussing what that is going to be at the moment because we're going to have to brew it very very soon uh so if you've got any preferences let me know and i'll take it back to the team uh but I, I think Ryan's thinking was he wants to up it again. So last year it was a 16% alcohol uh, coffee chocolate infused imperial stout. Um, the coffee and chocolate were simply a dry hopped element that went into the fermenter. Uh, and the 16% was through just as, as as high as he could get it at the time. He wanted to go to 20% alcohol um, and be a bit Brewdog. So he used to work at Brewdog? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And he did that simply by chucking a whole lot of dextrose at it, really. Um, and the he knows the brew house so much better now, so um, he's got it much more. Just a few few tweaks, got it more efficient, so he's confident that he can get a lot higher um, with a lot less <laughs> abuse of the fermentation, I guess. Um, and we're keen to use the the same coffee and chocolate again, 
but incorporate that into um, the, the actual the actual brew to uh, I think into the boil. So, so you're that's it differently. Here yeah, cool. going to be. I've been be listening to um, the Good Beer Hunting podcast, and they've just had their Coffee Beer Festival, yeah. which focuses around. Um, using coffee much more differently and innovatively than most people do yeah. so um that's kind of on my mind at the moment so it sounds pretty fun yeah. do you want to do you want to drink some stuff in russian um it's it you're not gonna have to twist my arm too hard yeah <laughs> not at all <laughs> all right if you pause for the moment should we have a break well, and come let's back come from back. recommendations um yeah do we have anything else you want to ask I'm james um well i just want to go to bright and drink some things <laughs> okay yeah. cool We're back. We're back with a couple of glasses of stubborn Russian. Yeah, keeping our, our theme of drinking sessionable beers and parks, mm-hmm. we've got a 16% Imperial Stout. This is my second coffee for the day. I normally have two coffees in the morning and I only had one today, so, so I'm glad I'm getting this it now. Out. Yep. yep. Um, all right, let's do some recommendations. Cool. What do you want to start with? Uh, do you want to start with a beer? Sure. Um, I'm going to go with the Colonial Draft Ale, which is their Kolsch that we had in cans at the St Kilda Primary School. Yep. Big beer bash. That was great. I enjoyed that. Perfect scenario to have it. Went down well. Good beer. I was staring that in the fridge at Grape and Grain yesterday while I was getting some beers. And I've had the small ale before. I just... I didn't go for it, but now, yeah, I'll go for it now. If yeah, yeah, no. It sounds it's like exactly... It's um, nice and drinkable with a little bit of lemon... Yeah, um, so I reckon. Like, I mean, we were warm. It was warm. It, w- it wasn't too hot. Well, I'm like going we back to forty degree bright, yeah, exactly, so yeah. I'm <laughs> it sounds yeah. perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, it comes in a tin. Uh, drinking out of the tin was perfect. I think. So yeah, good, good one. That's mine. What about you? Uh, mine will be. I just realised that I've changed it the last second. Uh, the Franziskana Hef, the German Hef uh, classic one. I uh, had it at the tap house the other day and. Because I've been doing a lot of copywriting talking about that German beers. Yeah. Uh, I kind of. Yeah, and that was. Yeah, it was actually pretty delicious, wasn't it? Drinking in the sun, drinking that was just, yeah, perfect. Uh, I had two of them yeah. because Adrian from Moondog, I said, Do you want me to get you a beer? And he said, Yes, please, whatever you have. And then by the time I'd got back, he had another beer and just f- forgot Forgotten. about me all together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had two glasses. How did it go? It was delicious. Two. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of beer I could drink, you know, a pint of. Oh, I did not complain one bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, go, go the Germans. So I rarely get back to Melbourne these days, so I like coming back to Melbourne and checking out all the new breweries that have appeared since I was last year. Uh, and so yesterday, or so Friday, when I oh, ran, yeah, I, know I went down say. to yeah. Bad Shepherd, yeah. and I um, really loved everything that Bad Shepherd was doing, or that I've that I tried from so far. So I had their um, tiny IPA first, because I was driving, and... Uh, that was delightful. But then I took a few bottles home and I just had their California lager. And that was spot on. That was, it was easy. It was unique. It was, yeah, refreshing. Uh, so California lager um, or from Bad Shepherd. I just really like their attitude as well. They seem to have a really good attitude um, to the way they're operating and, you know, pretty cool space. And I'm kind of pissed off because I used to work 100 metres from where they are <laughs> at the CSIRO and Hyatt there. And it was a complete wasteland back yeah, there yeah, for anything. Well, I mean, besides that, it kind of is. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, Which is kind there's of part Southland, of the a massive uh, uh, shopping centre. And, you know, there is Grape and Grain and Moorabbin uh, just a bit further up the road. Uh, but, yeah, they've uh, they've picked the spot. And I like that they're really focusing on on that region. Yeah, And, you know, right. they, they want to be the beer for, you know... Um, Moorabbin and Cheltenham and that sort of Bayside and, area and that area and um, yeah yeah I was there last night it was full I had some delicious food had some good beers perfect speaking of uh, and I probably should have mentioned this in the news uh, I was alerted to a new brewery just around the corner from my old house in Kensington here yeah. in Melbourne which has been completely off my radar they've been open for I think a month uh, and they've got like eight taps of their own beers and oh so they're on site I think so wow. yeah okay. um, called Henry Street Brewhouse so I know nothing about them uh, I hopefully get to chance to check them out in the next couple of weeks but if you know anything about them give us a shout because they had some interesting sounding like a wattle seed ipa and cool so yeah definitely doing something interesting and it's pretty rare that a brewery opens up that close to people and we don't know about it yeah so exactly yeah. especially when you have that sort of uh, finger on the pulse that a journalist such as yourself has yeah. uh do you have a non-beer me yeah all right um so 
this is one I've been thinking about doing for a while, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. It's a little bit embarrassing. All in, go. Um, television show I've been watching on Netflix, Nashville. Uh, it's a show about the, the country music scene in Nashville, mm-hmm. um, starring, I can't remember her name, but she's recognisable. Starring then, yeah, okay. Um, Hayden Panettiere from, from Heroes and other things is in the first couple of seasons. I think she leaves eventually. Uh, it's like is a tragic... spoiler? No. Okay. It's a tragic soap opera uh, about country music. And fuck me, it's watchable. Like, you can just smash through episodes. Yeah, I know you have been stuck on that for a while. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's even stuck if you, it's in. Like, I'm not the kind of person that loves a soap opera. I'm fine with country music. But, goddamn, that's a good show. <laughs> on Strong the topic, uh, this is not a recommendation, but have you guys um, watched any of this new vinyl TV show? I actually haven't time? heard great things about it. Yeah, but okay. Dice is in it. Yeah, I'm just wondering, because it seems like, oh, it's such a typical thing to do in the current culture, do a TV show about the 70s music But scene. the trailer was unbelievable. Exactly. It made me want to watch it, and then I've heard since then that it might not be as strong as it uh, has okay, come across. Yeah, so I just but it might be worth a watch, but not. if you want to see Dice with like a big, like... <laughs> Who's Dice? Andrew Dice Clay, you don't know oh, him? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, I was about to go into my impression of him, but uh, <laughs> I will not do that, because that's embarrassing. Um... <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, there's p- like plenty of elements there that make it seem fun. Mm. I've only heard this, this by the way, so maybe have a go. Yeah. See if you like it. All right. What is your recommendation then, James? Uh, my recommendation is get out and explore your state. Um, seriously, we live in you know such an amazing country where, from pretty much most major um, metropolitan area, you can travel two hours, three hours in a car and be in a, in an amazing place. Um, and I think Melbourne is a great example of that. Uh, you can almost head in any direction. Go for a two-hour, three-hour drive and go and explore because uh, I think there's so many people, you know, and this is obviously a, a desperate uh, advertising for, for Bright, but, it, you know, you don't just have to go in Bright direction. You can go, um, you know, down the, the coast uh, to the Great Open Road. Yeah, exactly. you can go to Wilson's Prom. Um, and it's... Yeah, have a weekend. Like, use your weekends to get out and explore um, the amazing country that we have. And I know it's the same, uh, especially, you know, Brisbane as well. Um, I don't know Sydney as much, sorry, guys, or, or many of the other. Uh, definitely WA. WA is another great example when you've got Margaret River and, and Swan Valley. Um, so, yeah, use your weekend. Have a few day trips. Have a few overnight trips. It's really affordable to do these days, you know. A lot of people need a holiday or a break and they go oh we can't afford plane tickets or it's too much effort to go there you can really go some awesome places uh just overnight these days as you're about to do Dave. or a girl yesterday who was wearing a singlet that said i'm not a morning person so i reckon she needs a holiday (laughs) (laughs) exactly because you can i mean you can leave at six o'clock in the morning you can be in bright by 10 o'clock and it's she can't she's not a morning person (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's 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 a whole different world and it's uh idea just Get out, get in your car, and explore your state. Good Strong rec. recommendation. Good rec. Yeah. Dave, what do you got? Um, we are smack bang in the middle of the NAB challenge part of the I football, football the season. The I know everyone looked around when yeah. I said that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, footy season shaping up. Yep. My so recommendation I is... I missed the... Don't do Supercoach. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry. Don't do it. It's such a stress on you <laughs> and the people around you doing it. Sure. There's a Monday morning water cooler discussion about Supercoach. It's not interesting. You've never overheard someone talking about Supercoach anyway. That sounds like a fun conversation. That is not true. Uh, And also, like, you end up watching Brisbane versus Carlton (laughs) because you have a vested interest in it. There's no reason to watch that game. You enjoy football a lot more. I'm thinking about not even tipping this year just so I can just enjoy football that I watch. How many years has it got you to get to this point? How many uh, years have you been doing Supercoach? D- I did it solidly like f- um, maybe four or five years, or maybe three years solidly. Then I started losing interest. Then I tapped out last year and watching all these games just enjoyably and just yeah. ignoring Gold Coast for, because Gary Ablett wasn't playing. <laughs> and I just like, was a happier person. Because I, d- I did it for one year. Yeah. And that was back in the day when there was the AFL Dream Team right, as yeah. well. So I did both. I did Supercoach and nice. Dream Team so you could have whichever one was going better. But, uh, yeah, I got over it after one year because because it was too intense. Okay, so and when I started it, right, there was, this was, as far as I know, the first, like, iteration of anything like this fantasy sports that I came across was yeah, I guess the Australian newspaper. For New Zealand and American listeners, which we have a few of, yeah. uh, 
Super Everyone coach. knows about fantasy sports. Yeah, fa- fantasy it's a fantasy sport, sport thing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. exactly right. Um, but it used to be the Australian newspaper did a version of this where you had to fill out a, a form that was that came with the paper and you picked your players with a certain amount of points you got given. Then you had to mail it in. And then like every like six weeks, they published... The what did you get the updates on Teletext at the end of the... Yeah, the exactly. Round? That was essentially the technology being used for it. So I, that was the first year that I ever did that. I was in like maybe, I don't know, year eight at, at high school. Yeah. Um, and then it's just developed amazingly. Yeah. It is amazing, but... Oh my god! There's like super coach TV shows. Oh yeah, it's big business now. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure that's the same across all the um, fantasy sports. But like, just Pretty don't sure they do have it. A channel Tap in the out. US, which is just fantasy sports. Yeah, so you can like dive in and invest all of your free time and maybe money into uh, researching it and going through the analytics, or you can just tap out and enjoy the footy. Well, I'm I'm doing it this year, Dave, and the Rad Party team. Is gonna uh, yeah okay so take the out the competition <laughs> okay oh, well, I'd love to know how you go periodically on the show perhaps but <laughs> if you're listening out there <laughs> and you're on the fans don't that. do it it's not worth it all right um, you're not gonna win you think you, how you're not gonna win it Jeez, Dave just hates fun <laughs> I'm gonna have fun doing it right. um let's wrap this up all right uh, oh uh, thoughts on the stuff in Russian by the way um, I'm getting, still getting quite a bit of chocolate from it um, yeah I'm not getting as much coffee. Yeah, I think but it's still delicious. Yeah. Still drinking under sixteen percent. Yeah, really enjoyable. Um, do you reckon it will hold up for years? As uh, a drinkable beer, yeah. But I think you do I get a lot of enjoyment out of like the balance of coffee and chocolate yeah. um, when they're when they're present. Mm. But I think it's not going to go. Ba- I don't think it'll go bad. I, I would say three or four years. There might be a little bit of interesting oxidation. Yep. Hopefully, maybe even longer. Um, based on my experience, yeah, five years would be. I'd love to try one. Yeah. Uh, I almost like wouldn't pay money to do it, but if you do hold on to beers and that's something you do, like go back to the old buy two, drink one now, and mm. keep one. Mm. I, I know you've got a really big audience, so I do have to put a disclaimer out there, people. I'm sorry, there is no more bottles of the 2015 vintage. We did a very small bottle run; it sold out within a month of the bottles. So there's still a keg or two floating around. There's still a keg um, on tap at the brewery. So come to Bright Brew if you want to taste it. What I've brought today is an unlabeled bottle uh, that I had in my sample stash uh, to, to share with these guys. But no, you can't get it in bottles. I just Trading forums. I've had that yeah. question so much <laughs> lately that we will we will bottle it again this year. We'll do more bottles this year. But uh, yeah, it's We're, we're building hype gone. for 2016 now. This is yeah, absolutely. It was all my tactic. That's exactly why I'm here today. 2016 Stubborn Russian, hold on, it's coming. Uh, Where do we find you on the social medias? You can find me at Bright Beer James across most of the uh, the tweets, the Instagrams. Instagram's my channel these days, I guess. That's where I sort of uh, generate all my uh, social media. I still kind of pay attention um, just to whoever talks to me on Twitter, but I'm too busy to really... Um, play on Twitter at the moment and Facebook uh, I use a lot so check out Bright Brewery again on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Bright Brewery uh, no confusing other names it's just all Bright Brewery everywhere hashtag Bright Brewery if I happen to find myself in Brighton in the next week or so can I buy some sweet bright socks you can buy some sweet bright socks what, yeah, like right. I'm wearing at the moment I'm wearing my own Bright Brewery which we sell for merchandise at Bright Brewery so come in or you can buy them on our website and they're great socks excellent interesting alright yeah, I, I don't know. Bit, bit, bit of fun. I, I wanted to do some different merchandise and the usual T-shirt and pillowcases. Go pillowcases. No, I'll let you. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> and, uh, the market. Social media, look. Yeah, uh, you can get me at Ale of a Time on Twitter, Insta. Uh, our Facebook is the same. Yeah. What uh, about Snapchat? Snapchat Ale of a Time. Uh, man, there's some good Snapchats going on. Is there? Yeah. Have you seen the one where you like superimpose ears and a dog's tongue on your face? Oh, that's that's the best part of Snapchat. Is Every, it? Every day at seven o'clock Australian time, they update those those right, face filters. Okay. So Emma and I are now gathering around and doing our faces. Uh, so that at the moment they had a drag queen one. Uh, what is that? So you like superimpose like a drag queen. No, I understand the thing. theory, but what do you see? Like looks like you look like you've got a you know makeup heavily made up, right, which is pretty okay. fun. Um, there's about half a dozen of them or a dozen okay. of them. It's a lot of fun. So if you're not on Snapchat, you are missing out you on that sort of content. Out. Yeah, uh, you're probably also the age over the age of twenty nine. Uh, you're no, you're also exactly 29. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in my case. <laughs> it's, still, it's, it's still fun when you're in your 30s, okay. trust me. Uh, and I did, a, I did a beer review on Snapchat the other day. 
Um, I put up a, a mint julep recipe the other day on, yeah. on Snapchat. Uh, pretty legible, but it's there. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, get on board. It's a shitload of fun. Yeah, if you want to be relevant to the kids, Snapchat. Yeah, if you if you're listening to your cloud rap and you want to share cloud rap with other kids, Snapchat. Might as well have been speaking Swedish. Is that a language? All right, Dave. Where can we find you? Uh, Melba Dave, Instagram, Twitter. Um, that's all you need. All right, great. You're not on Snapchat. You should get on Snapchat. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I'll maybe once there's a more suitable. Fil- face filter I might get on board Alright uh, And Thank you to Toe Hider For our theme music We love those guys We always love them Give us a rating on iTunes If you can please Yep um, Buy see. our merch Oh yeah Buy yourself some merch Yep Alright See you yep. guys <laughs>